I'm Siri Lindley, two-time world champion, author, speaker, animal activist, survivor, and thriver. I have found a way to overcome every challenge and to take the impossible and make it possible. On my podcast, we're going to talk real life. We're going to get vulnerable. We're going to go first. You're not alone in your fears, your doubts, or your worries. The most successful people in the world have them. Stick with me on this journey. I will help you harness your power, claim your magic, and create the life that you dream of. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bedhead Chronicles. Today, I have the amazing Carlos Navarro. Check this guy out. This is Energy Plus. He has been entertaining audience for over 22 years. He has the number one talk show in Orlando, The Monsters in the Morning. He has a podcast, To the Top, on iHeartRadio. He has acted in TV's biggest shows like The Walking Dead and my personal favorite, Prison Break and Bloodline, and has acted in huge blockbuster films like Identity Thief. Carlos Navarro, I am so thrilled to have you here with us today. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for the kind intro. Rarely do you get to hear some of the most fun things you've ever done and have fortunate to be a part of. And then uh, from your words, uh, thank you for having me on your show. So I appreciate it. Uh, It's so great to have you here. And one thing I want to know, because you have done so many amazing things in your life. How did young Carlos uh, become who you are today? What was your childhood like? My childhood was uh, filled with a lot of fun. I had a mom that believed in me almost too much. My baby can do anything. He wants to go to the moon. He can go to the moon. He wants to be in a movie. He wants to be a movie. First generation American from Cuba, Peru. Spanish was my first language. No idea of kind of like, you know, I shouldn't be dreaming of being in entertainment. Steven Spielberg was like my thing. I was like, I just want to do something in entertainment one day. I don't know what it is. So I would like do voices for my friends and I would like make little cartoons. And and the next thing you know, I got a video camera and then I got my friends involved and we started making silly films. It was as gradual and um, pure, I guess, as you could possibly do having zero connections to the entertainment industry. Zero, zero. Um, But just like um, unbridled confidence that like, a Hispanic grandma put in me and my mom put in me, coupled with some crazy ass stuff too. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So it's basically being manifested since your early days. So what was your first big break? Like, how did you get into that world from where you were? Man, my first big break was like my first time where I was like, oh, dang, I actually book something cool was a commercial with Derek Jeter okay and I actually started in my early 20s I was kind of wanting to be behind the camera and I was already in radio but a a ex-girlfriend was like hey Carlos you need to act like you need to be doing this and I was like yeah I could do it from a director's standpoint she gave me an acting class and the second I walked in I was like oh this is so me this is so me and uh, I didn't do it through high school or anything so I just started like I said I'll do whatever and then I was like an extra in a student film and then an extra on this independent film and then an extra like on a Monday Night Football. And then I auditioned for a 2K15 commercial and it was with Derek Jeter. 
And I was like, oh, damn, I get to tackle Derek Jeter in this. And I just showed my kind of wild, crazy self, booked it. And um, yeah, that was my first like big deal calling my white girlfriend, fiance at the time. Like, oh, my God, I got a commercial. Oh, my God. And to this day, Siri, to this day, that's exactly how I act with every single booking, every single one. Amazing. You go all in. All you leave in. nothing behind. Yes. Yeah. And I just knew I jumped in there and I was like, I got I had to do a lot of different jobs in the in-between and, and, and nothing too crazy. Always stuff I wanted to do, but I never lost sight of like, I just want to be a part of this world. That same memory I had as a kid, just like watching E.T. and going to Universal Studios. See, I, I live in Orlando. So we didn't have Hollywood. We had Universal Studios theme parks. Okay. And uh, so I would go there and I would, I would visualize it. I didn't know I was doing it as we all know now, Siri, like we don't realize we're doing it, but we're doing it. And it's like, I would visualize myself being there. And then you fast forward and I'm shooting Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I'm working on Universal. It's, it's crazy, but it works. It works. I love how you say that, that basically as kids, we are, we're manifesting. Like yeah. we've all learned to do now. We've learned to have that vision and to see it happening every single day. But how close to what you imagined as a kid has your life become? You know, that's, in, that's a very important kind of recognition of your life. It's like, how close is it? Well, it's pretty damn close, but it's not exactly what I thought it would be. You know, there were portions I, I thought, I would be a director. That's really what I thought. And, and that's because of my love of Steven Spielberg. But then the universe was like, hey, take an acting class. And then I was like, hey, Carlos, you're actually more like this. And then you see that you can learn all about it. And then you involve voice acting and then you involve commercials. And so you start shaping out this thing. Now, in my head as a younger guy, I was like, I'll be in some New York apartment as an actor you know, cutting my teeth, you know, one, you know, maybe a little Chinese food in the refrigerator, you know, like Pacino did in the seventies. No, I'm a happily married man in a beautiful big house with like kids and still going and doing what I want because the world changed, the yeah. world changed. And I couldn't see that, but sometimes we don't let ourselves change. Sometimes you go, no, no, it has to be this. It has to be this. And you get so rigid and then you miss out on the opportunities, you know? You miss out on the magic that that's right there in the moment because you're mm -hmm. waiting for something specific. Exactly. Exactly. Amazing. Now, what about along the way? I'm sure you learned some lessons. I've learned most most of my most powerful lessons through my biggest failures. But oh, yeah. what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned along the way? Something that stuck with me early on, and it was a quote. OK, and it was right before I started acting. And I always remember this because it just like hit me on multiple levels. And uh, I was I still do my radio show. But at the time I was 20, 21, no acting class, no nothing. I just knew I wanted to do something. And Daryl Hammond of SNL fame, may, may, many know who Daryl is. Amazing, amazing cast member of SNL came in to be interviewed for a stand up gig that he had. And I didn't say too much to him, but as he was leaving. Uh, he was in the green room, very kind. And I, like I said, I didn't say anything to him. And I just kind of walked up to him. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I walked up and I said, uh, hey, Daryl. Hey, man, one day uh, I'm going to be on a show right next to you, man. I'll just be on a show right next to you. Like that. And like, I don't know. I was like, kid. And he looks at me and he goes, Carlos, if you don't quit, 
you eliminate 99% of the competition. And I go, oh, and then you ready for this? There he goes. <laughs> Al Pacino walked up. I walked up to Al Pacino in a bar in New York in 1973 and said what you said to me. And that's what he told me. Whoa. <laughs> Man, I my idol. That. That's my idol. That's my everything. You know, like I was like, boom. And then like, so like my mindset was like, yo, I'm just in this. I'm just, it's just my life. So I'm not quitting and I'll be damned. If my acting class, I remember being in my acting class and thinking like, I guess most of these people won't be here, but I will. And, and I look at the graduating class of my acting class and me and maybe one other person are still acting. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> now, have you had the opportunity yet to say the same thing to someone else? I have. I oh have. my God. Tell, okay. Tell us. Yeah. You know, I, I get fortunate I, because of my radio show um in over 20 years broadcasting of talk radio a very intimate style of talk radio where they've seen me grow up from an 18 year old to i'm 41 now 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 a, a crazy thing is that in the mid period of this um the same radio show that i work on now fired me because i wanted to act okay hear me out Okay. Wow. So, <laughs> so I would meet people along the way and they would say, Hey, what happened to your radio show? And I say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm really committed to acting and they didn't want me to act. And I said, I know if I keep on this path, if I don't quit, I'll eliminate 99% of my competition. And some of that competition used to work there. Wow. Move on. Guess what? Call comes later after I book several films and TV shows. And they asked for me to come back onto the same radio show. So to people who support me and come up to me and ask me for advice, they have a very deep connection with me. They know the pitfalls that I've gone, the mistakes yeah. that I've made, the valleys that I've sunk to at times yeah. and where I've been able to go. So um, I, I pass that on. That's the biggest thing. You can't give up on your passion. You can't give up on yourself. Uh, and if you go along the way, you eliminate the competition. I love that so much. And speaking of, because I think a lot of people see people like you that are so super successful and they think, oh, he's probably never made a mistake. He's probably <laughs> never, you know, it's just, he just has what it takes to be that successful. Let's share sure. about, you know, what, what are some of the mistakes that you made? Was there ever a time where you doubted yourself or you were overwhelmed with fear? Because I know there was, because we all have that. Sure. But sure. would you mind sharing that with our audience so that they know that nothing ever looks perfect? Success <laughs> isn't easy. It's freaking hard to get there. Yeah. Yeah, Siri. It's uh, it's uh, it's something that I, I, I've shared with, uh, with uh, the people who have been able to listen to me. I, I've probably been to about as low a place as you can be at one point in my life. Let's do the old checklist of uh, Loserville. All right. I was arrested. I was on probation. I was bankrupt. I lost my house. I was getting married. I lost my job. I had no money. It was about, it was classic 2007. Anybody old enough to understand what the hell was going on <laughs> yes. in 2007 and 8? Don't understand. It was a hell at that time, unfortunately. And I was pretty much at the bot most bottom part of my life. And there's, there was, and, 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 and I tend to be pretty positive, but when you're going through that much stuff, there's a line from a, a Panic at the Disco song that says, 
you you lose the special feeling of feeling special and and i just remember saying like damn i've lost that feeling and how did i get here and that was the beginning of my journey of personal development that was it, it was always along the way and in the little things that i would pick up and say but it wasn't until i hit that that i said okay i need to rework my life and i'm and i put myself here so i can get myself out of this and it was a slow and gradual progress of reworking what I was thinking, what I was saying, how I was acting, and being more disciplined. It was a conscious, conscious effort. I, I'm an alcoholic. I had to quit drinking. Yeah. You know, I had to stop going out to clubs. I had to stop letting my anger take over situations. I had to stop being so emotional. These are all things that come very easy to me. Yeah. Um, but they allowed me to, to, they unfortunately put me in really bad situations. Um, but if you get on the other side of it, that's where the journey begins and uh, everything that you learned, you can just use and, and, and grow from. First of all, thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, I mean, I think that it's so important to get vulnerable, to give people hope that what they're going through, like you've been there you yes. understand and there's a way out and actually on the other side that's where all the magic lies so what do you think was i mean what i'm hearing is it was kind of like rock bottom and i'm kind of, i'm <laughs> relating to a time in my life where i was just like i just don't want to suffer anymore mm -hmm. and i realized that it's up to me i'm the only one that can decide not to suffer and to search for joy um, and I call this actually, I, I always talk about going first and mm -hmm. that means deciding for you what's possible for you, what mm -hmm. life you want to live, what story you want to live, uh, what you're capable of or what any situation means to you. Just like what you're saying, you were rock bottom, but the meaning you've given that is this amazing opportunity to change the way you're doing things and step into the life you wanted to live. That's, that's powerful. That's powerful. Going first, that mentality and, and, and stepping out there and being first and not being afraid. Uh, I love it. I love it. But I feel like you've done that your whole life, basically. Yeah. Where, where do you see most powerfully where you have gone first? Would it be in that moment? Hmm. You know, I, I always feel like I've always been the the pick me. I don't know if you ever heard this term now. There's a new term going around called pick me's. And my 11 year old daughter <laughs> told me about this. Okay. She's like, somebody called me a pick me at school. And I'm like, pick me, pick me or pick me. She's like, no, pick me. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, and I was like, what's a pick me? And she's like, you're, they're the people that, you know, they always get called first. They want to be able to, do, they want the attention. And I said, oh baby, I'm a pick me. <laughs> I'm a pick me. And you're a pick me. And trust me, you want to be a pick me and going first in that sense has always allowed me to be uh, fearless. You know, I think so much of us are afraid of the opinions of people we've never met before and we don't allow ourselves to, to, to go first, as you say. And, 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 a, and a lot of that is, is the opinion of other people. And that's for me. I've been fortunate that I grew up with somebody telling me, don't care what anybody else thinks. My mom 
don't you know you're the best and i know it could be it could work not work itself out but it's much better than people telling you you're crap and you're not smart enough and you, you need to listen out of this so i have i have the ability of changing my state uh and not caring about what other people do and focusing on the things that i need to get done and in, in, in order to make myself happy and i think a go first mentality like you're saying lends itself to that it's like i don't care what other people say i'm going first you know so powerful and can you share with the audience what it means to start with a tap? Oh, yes. I, I love, love this. I would love to. And thank you. And this is really breaking here. This is the first show I've really talked about it. And I'm so glad to be sharing this with you, Siri. I'm honored. Uh, and, uh, and, and here it goes. It's, it's something, you know, we've, got, we've had the chance of working with coaches and people that have uh, worked with the best of the best of personal development coaches. You know, that's our, our connection here. And I'm sure it'll be for a long time. And when they talk to you, they kind of find out how do you do what you do in a sense? How do you, how do you change your state? Everybody does it a different way. Yours is, you know, uh, go first. And, and so for me, it was something as I figured out in life that I don't know if it's my Hispanic blood, mommy. I don't know. But uh, I've always been energy has been always running through me. And if I'm sitting down, that beat is going through me. It's always been a part of me. And when I was explaining in detail how to change my state, part of it was, you know, it just starts with the tap. And that's when it was like, what? It's like, yeah, you know, I will be sitting in places in the middle of a lunch line and I'll be worrying about, you know, my bills on, oh, I got to pay this. And next thing you know, I got anxiety going. And then I go, you know what? And I start tapping. Now, little did I know, tapping has been scientifically backed and researched for decades. It taps into our body, into our senses and, and different sensors in our body. And I didn't know that. This was just something that I was doing. And so when you start with that tap, what it does, it, it brings you into this present moment and even puts you in a little bit of a good mood because you're physically touching yourself. You got whatever beat you're going. We tap our phone to turn it on. We tap a buddy's shoulder to say, hey, man, don't do that. <laughs> you know, and it's good to tap into yourself. Now, for me, what I do in the morning, because I wake up around 4 a.m. to do my radio show and you got to bring the energy. People are depending on you. Yeah. And then I couple this tap with a little bit of music. Now, that could be for anybody else. That could be for you. That could be for, you know, a little. And as you can see, this tapping brings you what it does. It physically brings you back into this present moment. It totally. breaks your state of mind. It goes very deep into relieving anxiety, into relieving stress. It's, I mean, there's so much that goes into it that I'm so just like, glad to be tapping into this um really beloved method of of it's called eft emotional freeing techniques and and it's just been something that i've been now so obsessed with and i know it can help so many people too i think it's amazing and just as i was doing it with you you feel like this release yes. i mean it's a release but then yes. it's this infusion of good energy absolutely and i'm seeing this as you know you're going into a meeting at work and you're stressed, you're nervous. I'm thinking about athletes on the start line waiting mm -hmm. for the gun to go off. And they're like, exactly. you know, it's exactly it's yes. just yes. I mean, I love this. And it's such a simple tool. So everybody listen to this. Start with a tap. Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. I love is you've been doing this your whole life. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even know it. Didn't and even you know circle it. back yeah. to think, well, how what do I do? How That's do good. I get ready? How how do I get in state? 
Yeah, because that was the part of it. It was like they were like, you can. I was just telling them like, well, I don't really care what people think. I'm doing my thing, and they're like, Carlos, not everybody can do that. What do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. Again, it starts with a (laughs) tap, you know. And it was like, ding, light bulb moment. And I really think it just connects with people on a deeper level instead of just you got to get out of your mind as you know sir you got to get out of your mind your mind just plays so many tricks on you to keep you in there and worried and this but if you get out of it physically you're in this place that you're right with athletes oh my god i'm a huge sports nut and 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 you know tapping into and you know a lot of times you got to tap back into that prior strength moment Right. Like today was a perfect example. Like I, I want to eat better. I'm trying to eat better. You know, like I'm an actor. I'm trying to, look, you know, I'm trying to look better for my wife. I'm trying to look better for myself. But I love cookies. I love cookies. Those and cookies I love cookies, you know. So like today and I'm trying to stay away from carbs. So today I was going to make a sandwich and I, got, I was like, I started doing my tap of my I'm like, you're doing this for your family, Lose. You're doing and it brings you back here. And I walked away. It has so many different functions, and I'm just excited that it's kind of branching out and even growing more, you know? What I love so much, because I'm thinking back to when I was racing, and the key, I I always You're a badass, by the way. You're like- Long time ago. Long time ago, Carlos. But I remember back, and I, I knew that I would have my best race if I was fully present with myself in every single moment. And for me, like- when I'm on stage speaking, if I feel like I'm getting kind of out of my, my present moment, similar, I just put my hand on my heart and it reconnects me. It gets me present with me. So I love this. You guys start with a tap. This this is so powerful. Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins uh, certified here. As we know, Tony he changes his state before he gets out on stage. He's on that trampoline. He's doing, you know, and and it's to people who aren't on board, I get it. I get it. You're like, what the hell is this? You know, like, I get it. It looks weird, whatever. But it works. It, it just works. works and know? there's scientific research yes. that it works. So speaking of the incredible Tony Robbins, when I heard that you were into personal development and he was one of those people for you. When did you discover Tony and how has he impacted your life? Oh man, my dad, when he was an insurance salesman and I remember him bringing home Tony Robbins books uh, as like eight, nine, and, and just connecting with it in a weird way, not knowing how much I would love it. But I just remember like thinking, you know, reading these like powerful things and he had tapes that he would play too. And it and like, and, and some, it's weird, Sarah, cause like some of those tapes and I'm sure you do this too, you go on YouTube and you just listen to endless, you know, uh, positive course. motivational stuff. And I've heard some of those tapes intertwined with what I used to listen to as a kid. And, um, and so I think at a young age there, and I always connected with it. And even I think in the nineties, um, personal development, went through this like very it was the beginnings of it and people were doubting it and it was like oh people this these these liars and it was a different time and i think we're in a renaissance of personal development and people see how powerful the state of mind is and their thoughts and tony is by far the goat to me like he's like the michael jordan you know you know so to me i i study what he's done i would love to go to one of his you know uh you're invited you're invited 
I'm, I will, I'll go whenever. <laughs> okay, we'll connect after the show, but you are coming to an event. Hello. I, I would love, love, my wife as well. My, we're both big Tony fans. It's, yeah. um, it, I, I always see him coming to town. I'm like, one of these days, I'm going to go to one of those. And my friends end up going, they're like, it was amazing. It's incredible. I mean, it's, it's life-changing at every level. Not just for, you know, if you're struggling in your life, but even right. if life is great, Right. It will be life changing for you. I'm, so. I'm there. I'm there. Okay. I can't wait. Now, speaking of your amazing family, I've heard about your daughter. Do you have more than one kid? Yes, I have an 11 year old daughter in Lennon Love in fifth grade. And then I have a, a 19 month old baby girl, Magnolia Hope. And so I got two ends of the spectrum and I'm loving it. It's a crazy ride. She's a, she, like my oldest is like my wife, like very much like me in a lot of different ways. But my wife, and as, as far as temperament, growing up, baby. Mm. Now, Magnolia, she's a little stinker. She's a little crazy. She's a little wild. She don't care. She dirt pies, climb, fall. And uh, my family, they said, oh, Carlos, guess what? <laughs> that was you. <laughs> that was you as a baby. So uh, my friends are getting quite the chuckle because they were like, you can't get another perfect kid like Lennon because Lennon's just sweetheart. And so is Magnolia. I'm playing it up, you know, but um, it's really fun. It's really challenging, honestly, to be honest, like yeah. at 41 to be chasing a kid, I, you know, for anybody listening, like yeah. I have a 19 month old. They're, they're making me go crazy. It's a a real challenge to work at home, to be a good father, to be a good husband, to, and you know, family life. But man, when you, when you, when you live it and you're actually able to see it, it's so rewarding. It's so nice. It's so lovely. And, and I'm just very grateful that in the midst of this bizarre two past years we've had, that here we're still talking, we're still standing, we've moved forward. God rest everybody's soul and everybody that, that went from this. But you know, it's just a crazy time and I'm very grateful to have everything that I kind of have going on, you know? Absolutely. And knowing you being such a high achiever, you're not the type of person that's going to leave one area, you know, and have it suffer because you're killing it, the other areas. So I know, you know, I've listened to so many of, of the things that you've done. I know how much you love your family. I also know how much you love your dog and I'm a huge animal lover. So that's very important for me. And I just need to know what kind of a dog it is. I have a hundred pound Labradoodle named Alan Bear. Okay. Alan Bear <laughs> is a beast. He just got groomed and they must've cut 20 pounds of hair off of him. He's a, he, he, he eats whatever my uh, 19 month old drops. Cause he's just like, well, I'll eat some of this. I'll eat some of that. He thinks he's a little dog at times and he can knock over most grown people. Uh, we've had dogs our whole life. We're animal people. Um, and uh, no family is kind of filled without having a little, you know, little creature, a little critter in there, you know? I totally agree. So Carlos, this will serve the audience and your own children when you All think right. about this. What would be, and I'm going to challenge you here because you don't have a lot of time to think about it, but what would three, like, golden tips that you would give your kids if you could only give them three things that matter most in creating the lives that they dream of having, what would those three tips be? Okay, number one is consistency 
is the key to all of life success. Yes. If you just stay consistent, you can pretty much accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's number one. Number two, how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay? Yes. So however you approach life from the smallest detail to the biggest, all of it is reflected. And, and, and if you just approach everything the same way, with the same attitude, with the same gusto, with the same mindset, you can, you can really achieve some great things. And last, hmm, be a kid, be a kid mindset. Don't forget to, to be a kid. Like, you know, I, she's in fifth grade now. Seriously, and, and I, you know, I don't know if you know a lot of fifth graders or if you whatever, but they're hanging out with them all the time. <laughs> they party. They're a good partiers. Um, they're basically little adults at this stage, especially young ladies. And so I'm fortunate. She's fortunate. She has a very silly daddy that is able to walk out with cowboy hats. And I give her pink cowboy hats and we walk around town and we act silly because, you know, you only get to be a kid about this much, you know, and you think you're going to be a kid forever. And the next thing you know, you start working. And next thing you know, you got a car. And the next thing you know, you got a boyfriend or girlfriend. And next thing you know, you're out of and it happens like that. Nobody ever tells you, hey, 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 this is the last time you'll be playing outside with your friends. Right. This is it. <laughs> so true. You know, so, so yeah, it's uh, I, I, I've been very fortunate that my business deals with acting like a kid, um, you know, being serious when you need to. And I think that's the powerful effect of like, you know, I don't, when I get mad or, you know, have to kind of be disciplinary dad. They listen because it's like, dad's normally pretty cool and silly, but this must be important. And um, so, yeah, those those would be I, I'm a big, uh, big fan of the four uh, four agreements as well. Uh, oh, me too, Carlos. Okay, always do your best, you know, um, be impeccable with your word, be impeccable with your word. You know, um, don't take things personally. You know, the, it, those like are core for me. And, and, um, I, I just, I live by those. And number four, don't make assumptions. Thank you. Yes. Don't make assumptions, which will get you in trouble time and time again. I love that for agreements. So important. And I love, I want to ask all of you listening, the playfulness piece we do, we forget to play and that playfulness is so important. So Take Carlos's advice. I think that's amazing. One last question for you, Carlos. Sure. For you, anything, anything, okay? Anything. What color? No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) What, do you know what your legacy is? At the end of your Mm -hmm. days, and I had some time to think about this because I came very close to losing my life, and Mm. legacy became very, very important to me thinking about, okay, everything that I do every single day I am doing because at the end of my days, 50, 60 years from now, mm-hmm. this is a legacy I want to leave behind me. What is your legacy? Well, um, I, want to, I want to leave a legacy of affecting the way people feel. Of, of you know, you never remember how that, what that person did, what that person owed you, what that person created you. You remember how they made you feel. Mm-hmm. And I hope that I can leave a big legacy of a lot of laughter, a lot of entertainment, a lot of love, a lot of, you know, changing your state. 
Um, that's that's at the grand kind of scale. I'm like so maybe more detailed stuff. Like I could see maybe a, a philanthrop a philanthropical organization, um, something Tony style, not at you know <laughs> that insane level. But um, I do it on a day to day level in my own personal life. Yeah. Um, and then my family is a big deal. My family is my center to everything. And I think if I can leave this world with them around me, loving me, uh, uh, them still <laughs> wanting to be around me. I know that sounds so simple. No, like it's... You know what I'm saying? Like we, yeah. we forget how much, how many families out there that don't talk, that don't really even know each other. If I can like get to that point where I've let, they're the wanting to be with me and that may sound simple, but that's that would be a great legacy to leave. You know, amazing, amazing, Carlos. I want you around more often. <laughs> you're you. <laughs> you're just such an amazing soul. Thank you so much. I really Keep appreciate it. your light in this world, and I know we're going to be doing some stuff together in the future. And I yes, can't we wait are. for that. Um, yes, we are. Thank you, everyone, for being here today. I hope. You all have just loved this talk as much as I have. Carlos, you're so special, such a gift to this world. Thank you, and I can't wait to see you again sometime. Thank you so much. It was an honor being here, and I can't wait to uh, continue this uh, another day. Me too. Thank you so much, Carlos. Thank you, everyone, for joining. We'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening and sharing this precious time with me. Please remember to subscribe and to leave me a review. You can find me on Instagram at Siri Lindley, Facebook Siri Lindley, and Twitter at Seltz, S-E-L-T-S. You can also reach me via email at info at Have an amazing day and shine on.